0: Is your real name Jianyu? No, it's Jason Mendoza. And by the way, everyone here thinks I'm Taiwanese. I'm Filipino. That's racist. Heaven is so racist.
1: But Tahani said that you helped Michael by putting your hand on his chest and doing some sort of healing magic.
0: Yeah, a nurse did that to calm me down once when I crashed my jet ski into a manatee.
1: You crashed your jet ski into a manatee?
0: Yeah, I'm from Jacksonville,
1: Florida. That happens a lot. And now, presenting, Acid Cat! Guys, guys, guys,
0: guys, guys! I have I have a confession, Zach. Oh no, you're not really Acid Cat? I'm not really Acid Cat! What are you? I'm Mr. Music, the DJ! It really, really <laughs> bothers me that he is Mr. Music the DJ, but his hat says DJ, DJ Music. music. Which yeah. is what they call him the rest of the show, I think. Yes. DJ Music, that bothers me. Does it bother you? I feel like, if I remember correctly,
1: they do address it at some point. Really? That he calls himself Mr. Music the DJ. Okay, that's good. And they call him, I think it's like the, like in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, when he's like, the
0: human spider, and he's like, Spider-Man, he said, no, it's the human spider! I wasn't following you, I thought you were saying you think they address the DJ music thing in the Tobey Maguire (laughs) Spider-Man. Come on, it's all connected. Hi everybody, welcome back to the show, another round, another stiff shot of Zach and Steven (laughs) here on Into the Time Knife. We're back. It's episode four already. Hi, everyone. I'm Zach, and welcome to the bottom of the barrel. Nice. I'm Steven. Yo, can I get some jalapeno poppers over here? (laughs) You like jalapeno poppers, Zach? Well, as you know, we never do a podcast without a full plate (laughs) of jalapeno (laughs) poppers. If you ever hear some Really gross cream cheesy sounds in our voice. That's what it is. It's the poppers.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for the part of the show where Zach takes his top off for free wings.
0: Yeah, I'll lose the wings competition, but I'll win the throwing up competition. <laughs> I don't know, jalapeno poppers aren't spicy enough for me. That's, That's my fair. problem. They're not spicy enough. for I me. like some some fried jalapeno,
1: jalapeno popper situation, Better but I like I to dip too. it in a in a in like a Chipotle yeah. base sauce or something like that. You know, I I need some extra kick.
0: See, if I'm at a stupid Nicks wing dump type mm-hmm. establishment, my go-to nowadays are the fried pickles for sure. Fried
1: pickles are, are the way to go always, Zach, with I buy some recipe I want to make where you, uh, you some like pickles. make some fried pickles, but uh. with like cheese on them, you make them in, like a muffin tin. I'm about Ooh. to fuck those up. A muffin tin. How big are these pickles we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's more about the
0: circumference
1: and less the volume. Welcome to the show everybody. I'm
0: glad you've joined us My for experience. another week. I hope you've been enjoying the show so far because I don't know, I've been enjoying doing it. What do you think about the state of the show so far, Stephen?
1: You know, I'd say we're we're trending on the good place direction right now. I don't think we've we're we're going to the bad place. I think That's I think good. we're staying good. I think we're we're earning our points. We're pretty ethical. We we only work the kids a few hours a week, you know. <laughs> We give them plenty of breaks. Yeah, our
0: sweatshop has water sometimes. They're not even sweating that much, Zach. We got the AC blaring. We don't even have merch, but we certainly have a sweatshop that is producing (laughs) tons of it. I don't (laughs) know. I I don't think that counts as bad, right? No, we're not even selling it yet. They're just doing it for fun. This is basically home economics class. We've got to start off the program, as always, by shouting out our $10 and up patrons, over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Those people are Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Brian Thurman, Emmy Azrael, and Autumn Marsh. I'm a big fan of all those people. And maybe if a few others joined in the coming days, if you're enjoying the show, we could let a couple of those kids go free from that sweatshop. <laughs> just just yeah. a few. Not too every many. every new patron frees at least one child. So yeah. come on. You should kids. think about that when yeah. you're not subscribing to our Patreon, that you're keeping a child in need in the workforce. <laughs> yeah, think about that. Um, uh, I have one more shout out to make today. Okay. Uh, Zach,
1: it's to you. Happy birthday, buddy.
0: Yeah, but what you don't understand is that this podcast is going to come out like mid April But today's your birthday. It today that we're recording is my birthday. So Twinty- Happy six. birthday. 26. A man of 26.
1: One more year, Zach, to make it
0: big and die. Otherwise, you're going to have to live a long time. Otherwise, it's just going to be lame when I die. Yeah. If you want to die and have it be cool, it's got to be, be when you're 27. Well, I don't have to worry about that this year, so that's good. Yeah, you got <laughs> got minimum at least another year. Next week, I'll have more stuff to talk about. It'll be post-Oscar nominations. It'll be post-my movie theater Birthday party. It'll be a good time. My movie theater orgy birthday party.
1: Yeah. It's going to be a lot of butter. A lot of places.
0: No one knows about the orgy part but me so far. I'm just going (laughs) to spring it on them. It's a surprise party. (laughs) I wanted to shout out before we move on into more of our stuff about the Patreon, because we haven't talked about it a ton on this show so far. And I won't bore you with the details too much that some of the stuff that we've got going on over there is every week on Monday, before we record this podcast, we do a live streamed pre-show where we get into all kinds of stuff. Today, I ranked every movie that I saw in 2022 from worst to best. That was fun. Sometimes we play games. Um, yeah, that's about the two things we do over there. <laughs> just kidding. <Yeah. laughs> it's a lot of fun. And we do it live every week on Patreon. We also just recently wrapped up a full Patreon exclusive rewatch podcast of Cowboy Bebop. So that's a full podcast that you a can only hear over there. cast. Along with getting those shout outs, uh, you can get postcards from us, all kinds of stuff. Patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Stephen, is there anything that you wanted to talk about too, other than. Um- Pretending you like me because it's my birthday? Uh, You know, it's it's, it's your day, Zach. I want to make
1: sure I keep it about you. Uh, but I did watch Glass Onion, and I liked it. Okay. It was a lot of fun. A lot of great performances. Um, uh, uh, Janelle Monae's a star. In, you
0: liked uh, it more than I did. Yeah, I think so. And I liked I, it fine.
1: Mm-hmm. But I liked
0: it fine, and I wanted to love it. Yeah.
1: I thought it was really funny. I thought that it had a good amount of mystery to it. Um, It did feel more like a game of Clue than the first movie, and I love Clue, so I like how much it made fun of it. I think that the whole runner of Benoit being bad at stupid things is really funny. It's a really funny movie with a good amount of mystery, good performances, uh, and it was really pretty. All the costumes were really good. Benoit's like had... Like,
0: three pairs of pants that I want expeditiously. That little cute striped swimsuit thing he had going on. Like, it was a cute outfit, and then he stepped into the water, and I was like, it can do both? That's so cool. It can do both? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Glass Onion's worth it just to look at how beautiful all the people are. Kate Hudson in that movie, oh my god. I have to give credit to Glass Onion and
1: Knives Out for making me love Daniel Craig.
0: Oh, yeah. Because he
1: was one of my least favorite Bonds.
0: Not the worst, by any means, but one of my least favorite I've never seen a James Bond movie. Not a really? one. Really, And I'm not all that in a hurry to start either. There's some of them that are actually pretty good. The Sean I Connery you.
1: ones, the Pierce Brosnan, some of the Pierce Brosnan ones. I don't doubt it. There's one, though, where Denise Richards plays somebody named Christmas Snow
0: is her name as <laughs> a Bond girl, and it's fucking hilarious. Do I st- – so in the uh, Austin Powers movies, the overtly <laughs> sexual names aren't really that far removed no, from the actual cuz Octopussy is, is quite literally about a... the word pussy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Where do I start? Is it worth just seeking out a couple of the good ones or if um, my I, would recommendation, I like any of the good ones without knowing, already Knowing you James and knowing Bond? how
1: much of a completionist you are, I yeah. would go by actor. So I would start with like Roger Moore, then Was Sean the Connery. One? Uh, so what you're saying is I should watch all of them. No, 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 no. You can skip some, but watch like uh,
0: Doctor No or Octopussy. I, I don't, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm gonna until I'm like probably in my retirement stages of life and just watching everything. Sure, that I've missed. I, the Pierce Brosnan one, Die Another Day, is fun. The the like opening songs no are motivation good in some of them. The most likely Little I finger. am to do anything James Bond related is to play the Nintendo 64 GoldenEye game. I'll do that. That We should just do that instead. You'll get the gist. Guys, uh, get a hold of me on, on Twitter or email into us. Am I sounding awful right now? I have no interest in ever, ever wasting two and a half I hours I think you would like James them Bond more than you. you think. They're okay. kind of campy if yeah. you
1: like, look at them. Cause... I like a good laugh yeah i like to laugh the daniel craig ones though are not which is why i didn't like them they were more like i'm muscle bond and i drink Everything heineken the now. Dark
0: Knight now
1: yeah basically yeah. there's like a whole scene where he's like in a chair and his like balls are like but like on the bottom of the chair and they're like whipping his ball
0: sack that would never happen to sean connery <laughs> Yeah, the types of, like, white dudes who say they're really into film, but actually they're just super into James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not my, not, not my cup of tea. I don't not think they're exactly shaken, the not refined martini? classics. that, And not this is without hyphen? having seen a second of any of them. But <laughs> I feel confident in saying that they don't feel like the 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 cinema that they're i don't know
1: man that shot of halle berry getting out of the ocean in her orange swimsuit was very formative for me as a child i was like why does she have on a white belt
0: she's wearing a bikini but i was very formative i wasn't really expecting starting off this week's podcast talking about james bond but or halle berry's choice of swimwear do you want to move into the good place or do you want to talk more about pussies and their octopus friends
1: no, 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 let's go, to, let's go to The Good Place. I'm sure there'll be okay. some, some some
0: puss talk. Octopus, of course. We're talking about <laughs> chapter four of The Good Place. That episode is Jason Mendoza. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was directed by Payman Benz. What a name. Um, wow. This is their only credit on The Good Place, but as a director, they did all kinds of stuff elsewhere. They directed nine episodes of The Tommy Wise Show, which was nice! a web series with Tommy Wiseau. Of the room, whom we've never talked about that on the show before. Right, we love the room. Right, we went and saw the 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 disaster artist, disaster artist together. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see a late night screening of The Room very soon, and getting to take a picture with the guy that played Mark. That's very very excited. I'm excited to. I don't know. Greg Sestero, uh, I don't know. He's just a dude that's really capitalized off of how silly this movie he was in is. And I'm excited to like get to tell him thanks for the laughs. You've given me a lot of laughs. Are you going to be like every other person
1: that walks up to him and asks him how his sex life is? <laughs> I probably would. Or I or I'd bring oh, a football I... and have a catch. Well, I'll have
0: a really uh, a really genuine thanks for all the laughs. Thank you for like contributing to this being a fun thing and not like running away from it. But anyway, how's your sex life? Yeah, there we um, go. Yeah, okay. Do that. Make sure you practice beforehand, though. Also, Payment Benz directed eight episodes of Key and Peele, an Hey-o. episode of AP Bio, eight Hey-o. episodes of The Last Man on Earth, which I actually Ooh. liked quite a bit, uh, yeah, four really episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and then more recently, nine episodes of a show called Black Monday that I haven't seen but that I've heard a lot about, two episodes of Winning Time, which was a show about basketball that I heard a lot about, and four episodes of a show that I heard a lot about in a negative way, Blockbuster. Mm. We were just talking about that. That's Payment Benz. This episode was written by Joe Mandy, who's a comedian that I'm aware of that's a very funny guy. Uh, as a writer, though, on The Good Place, he wrote In the Future, Everything is Great Part 2. He wrote The Burrito with Megan Amram. He nice. wrote The Snow that's a great episode. He wrote The Namesake for this podcast, Chidi Sees the Time Knife with Christopher Incel. Uh, And he wrote Employee of the Baramy. Uh Separate from that, he's an he actor. He wrote a lot of really... Important episodes to the show. Absolutely, he did. He, he's clearly a comedic voice from the beginning because this is yeah. just episode four. Um, as an actor, separate from his writing career, he was on six episodes of Parks and Recreation as a character named Morris. I don't really remember.
1: I don't know if it's off my head. Um, who that
0: is. Two episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine as a character named Isaac. He was in 13 episodes of Modern Family as a character named Ben. Um, and he's in six episodes of The Good Place. Oh. Pl- and I don't really remember this character, but he plays a character named Todd. Who's one of the like experiment people in the final season? Oh wow! Without spoiling what that means, yeah, yeah, that's cool. pretty cool. So he's a writer and a big comedic voice throughout the show. Oh, and I, then he I, was I, Todd on. Todd has
1: it. to be the uh, the like really cocky guy, right? I don't know
0: if he is or not, but that's because it wouldn't thought. be the the gossipy one. You're right. I think it. I think that makes him that guy. That's pretty cool. That's a that's cool pretty awesome. Yeah. Wow, he's really funny. This episode originally aired on September 29th, 2016, and don't worry if you don't remember much from this episode, Jason Mendoza, that we're about to talk about because our first segment today is to see if Steven over here can describe Uh it satisfactorily before we get into our conversation it's time, everyone, once again, to find out, did Steven watch the episode? This That's not music. It's EDM.
1: Zach, do you like EDM? Do you like dubstep? I don't have Doesn't an educated like
0: opinion on it, but not specifically. Mm. But it seems fun. I wouldn't want to yeah. take it away from anybody. What about you?
1: I like some electronic-ish music, like I like Alina Baraz, and I like Flume, but that's about as far as it goes for me. I think that some dubstep does not uh, tickle my musical whistle the way that a lot of other genres do.
0: Well, I'm certainly not... But I know that
1: calling it dubstep is really like a microcosm of the entire EDM scene. I do understand that, Um, but when I hear (laughs) a lot of the bad stuff, which is a lot of what I hear... I don't like that. And like stuff like the Chainsmokers, I don't have a lot of respect for because they loop the same, like not mm. even four, they loop the same like two bars wow. for two and a half minutes. And the lyrics are, are also repeated a lot. So mm.
0: that sort of stuff I don't have a lot of respect for, but I know that there is really respect. good... Respect, that's a big word to take away from someone. You don't have respect for it. Wow. For the
1: Chainsmokers, no. Uh, but wow. I, I do... Acknowledge that there is a lot of good EDM and electronic music out there. There goes I just our think chance of, of getting bad.
0: a Chainsmokers interview <laughs> on any of our podcasts. I think one of them is dating like Selena Gomez or something. What I was going to say is I'm definitely not one of those people that's like, if it's not played by an instrument, it's not real music. Mm-hmm. Tons of artists that I love have dabbled in the electronic, and it's yeah. actually really cool what you can do with it. And of course they do. Daft Punk is incredible. Yeah, sure. There's something nice about hearing like live instruments on something versus like a MIDI trumpet or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you can't do incredible uh, genre bending things within electronic music. It's it's a lot more than what it gets credit for, for sure. But I don't yeah. know enough about EDM to say if I, I think it is included in that. Steven, stop stalling. <laughs> stop just talking. <laughs> you and like talking how I was able to buy myself like five minutes with that? It does not help me because I'm I just getting in further a while about the yet another topic I know very little about. <laughs> uh, you've got 20 seconds on the clock to describe Jason Mendoza for us. Are you feeling mm-hmm. confident? Do you think you'll be able to get her done? You know what? I'm
1: going to I'm gonna Blake Bortles this bad boy. I'm just going to go nice. for it. Maybe I'll take my team to the AFC Championship. Maybe I'll get cut and end up the third string somewhere else. But we'll see. All right.
0: I'm going to count down and on go. Mm-hmm. It begins. Three, two one go what the dip uh, john Yu isn't john
1: Yu, he's jason mendoza from jacksonville florida he's a drug dealing dj and he's in the same situation as eleanor but he has to stay quiet cause that's what michael said so eleanor's like well dude you gotta stay quiet but then i gotta help you be good so eventually he joins cheese class before that a restaurant's opening
0: tahani's managing the opening but it goes to shit. so there's a sinkhole Stop. i'm not sure it was very flabbergasted but you got some details in the end that I didn't think mm-hmm. you were going to get. Yeah, I really crammed the whole restaurant thing in there. Last week, you got an A-. minus. You didn't get really anything about, like, Jason being unable to keep his real self at bay and Eleanor trying to stop him. Like, more mm-hmm. of the restaurant stuff. I think that was... I don't know. I almost want to be a little harsher than I feel like you think I should be by looking at your face. I want to ask you, What do you think that I think you should give me? Like a B? I I think that
1: that was in the in the B to B minus range.
0: I was about to ask: How do you, before I give you a grade? How do you feel you did this? I time? think that I got a lot of stuff. It was a bit disjointed.
1: Uh-huh. Okay, um, but I think I, I hit a I lot of a the bit major is a points. Small
0: word to use there. I think it was quite. Disjointed. It was
1: cohesive in the Jason's uh-huh. plot. I just didn't jump canonically through the story time wise, but I, I I did miss anything about Michael's overalls. You know, I did miss Jason's struggles to to and keep himself. No, I the wait, DJ music. wait.
0: Overalls? Did you even did you watch the episode this week, Steven? Suspenders, you just suspenders. Down, my friend. <laughs> I feel like because we've, I, I'm not feeling any love towards this one. I'm not feeling any love in the sauce uh, mm. on my ribs this time. So I'm gonna give that one a C plus. Okay, I'll take it. That was a lot of deliberation. We usually, I didn't, I didn't feel anything. So I needed you to tell me if I should feel anything. You about know, it and, Zach, the
1: one time that I like actually took notes and wrote down and like tried to like formulate before i did
0: this that's the, like uh-huh. the worst grade i've ever gotten from you <laughs> i'm not saying that off the seat of your pants doesn't work well for you i'm yeah. just saying it didn't work well didn't this work time. today that's fair maybe having love in the rib sauce doesn't exactly mean you pre-wrote it it's just the passion the fire you feel uh-huh. like? the oomph you want me to like yeah i want some oomph oomph okay next week you're
1: getting oomph from me
0: (laughs) great last (laughs) time you got an a minus so the 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 ceiling's already high you can Mm -hmm. do better than that yeah let's get into some trivia though let's do it what is jason's answer to what he did for work
1: okay he says several things yes he says he was a dj do i have to give like word for word i mean do your best okay he was a dj he uh, you got that uh, one, didn't you? That's yeah. about it. Is that all you got? Uh, that's the one his... I remember. Actual job. His actual job was uh, selling fake drugs to college kids. That's part of it. And I missed the like two or three in between. I don't yeah, okay.
0: Them. The full They're answer. Funny. And he said amateur before all of them, which was yeah, funny. He was an amateur DJ. DJ oh, amateur special. hip-hop backup dancer. There you go.
1: Uh, There's two. Oh,
0: I don't know. Okay, he was an amateur DJ specializing in EDM. He was an amateur hip-hop backup dancer. He was an amateur body spray inventor, which is super funny. (laughs) Uh, And he did pranks on Vine. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. Which, whenever Vine gets mentioned on something, I have the, like, oh, the show was in 2016, and they're already, like, referencing stuff like Vine. And then I was, like... Nobody knows what Vine is anymore. No one knows what
1: Vine is. And I like I'm Vine.
0: old. That yeah. was exactly my feeling. I was like, whoa, hip and in, in the know with the Vine references in this episode. Not so much anymore, that was but I definitely years was ago. like
1: going on YouTube and like watching Vine compilations for a while just to I think something. even that
0: with the with the explosion of TikTok, I think that's mm-hmm. dying down. I think it's more us that's still watching Vine compilations. Yeah. It's us. even though it did live past its platform, mm-hmm. I don't Remember think it really Vine does two? anymore. Well, they never made it. They just said this is coming and then like a month later TikTok was the biggest thing that was yeah. ever invented. <laughs> um, do you it's your turn, right? Where does Jason think they really are? That's one of my questions. No, it's not one of my questions, but I took note of it. He thinks that they're either on a prank show or in an alien zoo. You're right. Those are the two things, Zach. Nice. Well done. Which? We'll talk in the spoilers. Mhm. Next question for you. What was Tahani's most successful gala?
1: Uh, that was actually my second question. That okay. was the 2006 stem cell research in Barcelona mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. Spanish Sea. Um, my next one for you is: What does Acid Cat say is his Tuesday?
0: Uh, the Adult Video Awards. Uh, that's part of it. That's, that's all I remember. Almost part of it. Uh, well, then what is it? I, well, that's what what he, I got. What
1: Jason's, like that's the dream. He's like that's your dream. It's my Tuesday, pal. Yeah. DJing Scott Disick's after party Disick. for the Amateur
0: Porn Awards the in amateur Reno. Porn awards. Well, true connoisseurs know that it's the adult media or the <laughs> adult video. Do, you know? The Do you know the award show? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of.
1: Those are professional, though, not amateur. This is specifically for the amateurs. My
0: next question It means for you. no
1: agencies, Zach. Filmed Who at home. wrote
0: a treatise
1: of human nature? Ooh, the uh, Chinese guy. Mao?
0: No, David Hume. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> 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 wrong, wrong philosopher. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe David was Chinese. I'm not sure. Come on, Mao, David, <laughs> meow, Mao hewn You almost said Meow, and you know, it. <laughs> David Meow. <laughs> um, what was Glenn's favorite meal? Uh, chicken soup. That mm-hmm. sa- that he fed like ten thousand people or saved something.
1: saved over ten thousand lives with that chicken soup. You're right. Yeah, love Glenn.
0: Where is Fred Durst's orgy? Oh, it's on his yacht. Uh, what? What about it though? There's some, in the
1: middle a, of.
0: No, there's like a, a a description of the yacht.
1: Yeah, I don't remember it his partially capsized partially capsized (laughs) so it's um i would like to oust my my partner here uh danny she's wonderful but she absolutely had a crush on fred durst when she was younger and i will never
0: let her live that down you mean Fred Durst, director of the film – fuck, what's that movie called? The Fanatic with John Travolta that's supposed to be this gripping uh, uh, a drama about, like, a stalker of a celebrity. And the <laughs> first line is John Travolta walking into a room and he says, can't talk, gotta poop. That's the very first <laughs> line of the film. And there's also a part where two people are in a car together and someone's like – You like Limp Biscuit? And the other person's like, Yeah, man, they're awesome. And then they turn it up on the radio and listen to a bunch of other sounds. We should watch that movie for something. That's like a room level movie. Yes. Uh, is it your turn? My turn? Um your turn. No, just kidding. It's my turn. Okay. Uh what jersey number
1: did Jason have on? He doesn't mention the player. He does yell the player's name at one point, but what what number is that jersey, Zach? I don't know. So and I'm, I'm asking guessing. you this
0: because I know you don't know you it from know outside I of didn't this show. did look at the number. I definitely don't know from outside of this show, so I'm just guessing. Uh huh. Thirty-six. Ooh, it's a single
1: digit. I'll give you another chance. Six. Ooh, you're so close, Zach. We're looking for Blake Bortles' number five. Okay. Quarterback of the AFC champion Jacksonville Jaguars. Just just kidding. AFC runners up, Jacksonville
0: Jaguars. That's Almost there, not quite. Yeah. This year Maybe they got a
1: chance fun. to make the AFC championship game
0: again. We'll see. Was that your last question? Um, yes. I'll rattle off three real fast. What percent perfect can any human being be? 104%. That's how we got Beyonce. What is Chidi's favorite meal? Um, I don't remember what it's called. It's
1: like ma-maha or something like that, but it's it's a uh, fish uh in a
0: peanut butter sauce. That's what um, Eleanor describes Well, it in as. a
1: peanut sauce, I'm sorry.
0: Do you remember what kind of fish? Uh,
1: is it Let's see, he's from Senegal. Is it tapping into your fish
0: knowledge by country? Herring? <laughs> no. What is it? It was called maf or mafé, I forget how he mafay. said it. I was close. Uh, you made it, a face. Maha?
1: <laughs> I don't think you were I'm close. one letter off. <laughs>
0: It's perch, slow roasted and peanut Church. sauce. Perch, I was close. I, I got it. Uh, last one. question: Where does Jason dream to DJ?
1: Uh, he dreams to DJ the Scott Disick's. After? Oh
0: no 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 well, no! You're right. He you said wants that's his dream. to. This
1: is a different line later. But he wants to. You know, Tampa is, is the is the big dream. But Galveston was that one of them? <laughs> or- no uh fuck other places in florida gainesville was i'm thinking of he doesn't say it in
0: that part though that's not one of them he says that later yeah oh
1: that's where the wing place is uh i don't know tampa i don't know the other two places then daytona and tallahassee daytona and tallahassee Whoa, some big dreams, pal.
0: So that's our trivia for this week. If you want to include your trivia questions and your good place, bad place choices, email us in at timenifepod at gmail.com and keep an eye on our Twitter at timenifepod, where we'll let you know which episodes we need your questions for. Write them in! Stump us! I think it's time for us to get into the episode of The Good Place, isn't it? I think it is, Zach.
1: I think it's time for us to look... Into the Time Knife! What did you think about this one? I really enjoy this episode. I think it's, of the of the first few, I really remember a lot of moments from this episode that I'm kind of, like, waiting for. Um, such as? Such as, I think, the bud hole is one that I've been really anticipating the whole time.
0: The time when a scene just begins with Chi saying, oh, oh bud hole. That's really funny.
1: It's so hilarious. I, Eleanor's line, like... Oh, this looks like a mix of a 12-year-old boy with a
0: 13-year-old, 13-year-old boy. <laughs> boy. I, I,
1: I think that Jason is one of the funniest characters in the whole show. Mm-hmm. Um, he, at times, is my favorite character in the show, mm-hmm. and his performance is so genuine and so believable, and his flashbacks bring me so much joy because of just the the lawless swamp that Florida is, it is personified through Jason, and it's it's so funny, and he's so charming and likable, and I'm so excited that we, we finally have the authentic Jason Mendoza as part of our,
0: our crew here. Here's what I'm not going to totally argue with anything you said. I don't think there are any bad episodes of The Good Place at all. I do think mm-hmm. this is the weakest so far, because, look, I said what was your favorite from this episode, and it's Jason. Mm-hmm. But it's every, there's also a lot of other stuff in the episode, yeah. and I think this is the first episode where, like, particularly the Tahani subplot mm-hmm. feels a little bit like this is such a dynamic, fast-driving show. This feels like we're pausing and taking a breath sure. when we shouldn't be. And then the twist or the cliffhanger at the end of the episode is the first one where I was like, that's the end of the episode? Mm hmm. The sinkhole expanding. Yeah. That being said, let's get into the episode because as we talk about it, there are all kinds of things Mm -hmm. that I liked about it, mostly being what they do with Jason in this episode. But yeah, I think it doesn't quite live up to how killer the first three episodes are. I totally get that. It's like a transition episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so the episode, though, what it does a good job of is how it starts right where the last episode left off, which is what we want to see Jason and Eleanor having this fallout and confronting each other after Eleanor finds out that Jason knows that she doesn't uh, uh, belong here. And it's really funny because instantly you pick up on how Jason is his demeanor. He's yeah. a dumb, simple little boy, and the fact that anyone could ever have thought he was this this deep Buddhist monk is just really funny. <laughs> it's it's
1: hilarious. I love when Eleanor is like, "Okay, I don't I don't know how much I buy this," you know. Um, and he, <laughs> but you immediately when you hear Jason talk, it's not an act. This is not a a trap. Like he's Absolutely. he's so genuinely himself, and it it makes
0: it so funny. Right from the beginning of the episode. Eleanor says to him, you don't seem like a super genius. And it cuts to his first meeting with Michael, which <laughs> is really funny. Hello, Jianyu. I'm Michael. Before we start, I know you were a Buddhist monk and kept a vow of silence. Would you prefer to remain
1: silent here as well?
0: It's so hard not to spoil certain things. hmm But Michael in that moment is talking to him. Michael is assuming he's Jianyu. Yeah. And Jason has like the deer in headlights look and is like, yep, (laughs) I do. Sounds right. Yep. (laughs) Another thing, spoiler talk for later, Jason's line about, I think we might be in an alien zoo or on a prank show Mm -hmm. is indicative of how Jason can be the stupidest and the smartest person in the room often at the same time. Absolutely. Jason didn't even know they were dead until that moment, which I thought was yeah. hilarious. So funny. that <laughs> He's like, oh, wow, that, that would be a good prank. That makes sense. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and again, there's smart parts of Jason, too, because he has his line about everyone's been calling him Taiwanese and he's Filipino. He's like, that's racist. <laughs> that's Heaven racist. is racist. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, we learned a lot of fun things about Jason here. And for once, Eleanor now is like the Cheaty of the situation. Yeah. Where she, like, I don't know, Eleanor to Cheaty seems like a bull in a china shop. And same, Jason to Eleanor. Eleanor's like, I've got it all together, and now I've got to help this this guy bring it all in. I think it's really smart of a reveal at this point of the series how there is someone else in this world like Eleanor... She's not the only mistake. Maybe it's possible that this place is just filled with mistakes.
1: Yeah, it kind of makes you question who else is not supposed to be there.
0: Yeah. Tahani, meanwhile, is enlisted by Michael to help with the opening of a restaurant really cleverly named The Good Plates. Obviously, it becomes more important to the episode later on when everyone's at the restaurant, but the couple of times we cut to Tahani and Michael, Michael has some funny bits, but it really is the first thing in the show that felt a little time-wasty to me. That's fair. I I think
1: it's funny, though, to break up and to help time pass between Eleanor and uh, Jason interactions. Uh, I also do like the chef who's like, these could not be going
0: better than this she's like you don't like that I think that's the first joke in the show that isn't funny any of the I think times that's a little that funny do I don't think it's funny at all um but you the Gordon
1: Ramsey Zach if you were in tune with with 2016's modern angry chef <laughs> it, you would understand the subversion of having a very pleasant happy one that still talks in that tone
0: no Zach? I just don't think the delivery or the lines are funny.
1: You know what? Thanks for burning that bridge. You know who we're ever going to have on the show? Chef Patricia.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's that funny. What I do think is funny is we're getting the first of Michael in this new human body wants to try out all kind of weird niche human things. Mm-hmm. This one being suspenders. And he's just really excited about it. And he goes on about it for a second. And I like how Tahani says something along the lines of, are we still talking about suspenders? <laughs> Zach, have you ever worn suspenders? Yeah, but not enough to have an opinion on them one they're way or fun. the other. They're fun. I think they're fun. They, they, they aren't very practical, but they're fun. Yeah, later on. <laughs> so stupid. So much stupider yeah. than a belt. That is true. But they yeah. are kind of fun. For they the right fun. outfit, they're great. If you're yeah. trying to be a detective. Sure. Um, or a classic nerd character. Or a uh, 1950s, or you know, uh, news, newsboy. Newspaper boy. A newsie. Uh, Meanwhile, Jason and Eleanor need privacy to talk about their situation, free from the threat of Tahani being around, who doesn't know anything that's going on still. And we get the butthole hole joke, which is so funny. (laughs) The way that he plainly and nonchalantly says, oh, I can show you my butthole. hole. (laughs) And Eleanor... It's kind of a mess. Of course, it's kind of a mess. (laughs) Eleanor's so distressed, but... Jason isn't that kind of guy at all. He's not coming from anywhere but a naive, simple, innocent uh, place, Mm -hmm. which I think is really cute. It's just his hole where me and my buds can hang out is what he says. (laughs) And it's nice for him because he was able – really kind of smart when he committed to the Buddhist monk thing. He said that he needed a private meditation room that Tahani has to stay away from. Genius. So smart works out really well but on the inside and i can just imagine it painted a mind picture for me of jason constantly having janet come to the butthole yeah. to get stuff for it but like, janet i need a guitar i need a poster of this like swimsuit mm-hmm. model and so i thought how did he get all of this stuff and then i thought well janet did you know who probably... any of the models on the wall were zach i don't think i did did you yeah, one of them is Kendall Jenner. Why don't okay. you pop up on your pop culture, Zach? I know who Kendall Jenner is, but I wouldn't be... If I if I ran into her into a Starbucks, I wouldn't know. Wow. Clearly, Zach didn't watch the Kardashians. Hulu original? A really funny moment when... Jason has so many good one-liners that I could just spend the whole podcast listing his one-liners. He's such a funny character, and it's so important that the show has him now because I think it's funnier with him. Yeah, uh, so but when weird. he's talking about... Janet help me get all this stuff. She rules. Is she single or is she married to Michael? No,
1: no, dude, you cannot date Janet. A, she's not human, and B, you have to keep pretending to be Tahani's soulmate.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> or likewise, when Eleanor's like, I can't deal with this now. I've got to get off to class. And Jason has that classic moment of, whoa, there's classes here. I have a note. Uh, I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> Just without thinking anything. So funny. And Eleanor kind of explains to him, it's nice because Eleanor can confide in Jason in a way different from anyone else. It's funny we didn't mention in the very beginning of the episode, we learn that Jason knows that Eleanor doesn't belong here <laughs> because she told him while drunk at the party in the first episode. <laughs> Which another, if I was going to complain about something in this episode, then what was ever the point of the note under the door? Yeah. I, I, I think that's that's Fair. To have a twist at the end of an episode that for, grips you. Yeah, but maybe I'll, maybe maybe I'll, I'll answer that question more later. I don't think so. I think I will. Oh, you think you will answer that question later? Yes. I thought you were saying the show answers that question no. more later. Okay, in the spoilers, you want to yeah, talk about it? Yeah, in the spoilers, I'll, I'll answer that question. Oh, sure. I see where you're going with that. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll move on to that. We'll yeah. get there. Eleanor is able to confide in Jason more than other people and talks about the classes that she's taking, how Chidi's helping her, and how she was recently appointed Michael's assistant and how that's going to be tough for her and she doesn't really know what that means yet. I liked that this episode doesn't do anything with that yet, but they mentioned it. It's still mm-hmm. a thing that's on everybody's mind. What do you think about Jason's flashbacks in the episode? I think they're so funny. Jason's flashbacks are my
1: favorite of any of the characters in the show um, that we give just flashbacks overall. for. Wow. Just overall. Um, and I think that getting to see him like in that element is so funny because he's he's the same person in The Good Place and Back on Earth. And I think that's so funny. Like Eleanor's trying to change and be better, but jason's exactly the same because he's just genuinely who he is i think him in the in the club with with acid cat is so funny i even
0: thought just the two really quick shots of him in the crowd at an edm yeah there was one shot where he totally had that look of someone who's on some type of psychedelic and yeah thing i just thought yeah it does a lot of character building for him while you're right showing that He's destructive and dumb, sure, but he's very innocent and kind-hearted at the same time. We'll talk a little bit more about that later, but in this first scene with him and Acid Cat, we get the (laughs) thing that he wants to be a performer. He wants to be a DJ. DJ, no, Mr. Music. Mr. Music, the The DJ. DJ. He wants to be that, but he just doesn't have the talent, which the way this episode treats it, I'm like, what Jason does later and what Acid Cat does in the beginning is the same to me. But apparently Jason's is bad when he does it later. <laughs> It's all the same. But uh, he doesn't Just have beeps the talent. And but what he does have is a similar height and weight to Acid Cat. <laughs> so he can wear the costume when Acid Cat has to be somewhere else at the same time. Do you think some of these mascotted celebrities are doing that more often than yes, you think? Like, absolutely. You don't think it's always Marshmallow?
1: <laughs> no, because at the shows, he's not actually doing anything. It's a pre-made, like...
0: I believe Set. that. Other than him probably having like some effects boards and stuff that he plays sure. with on top, but, of but like it a you bit. just press play. But about I think what it's still the made. guy, even though he's
1: not doing anything. Why would it be? I wouldn't. If I were that guy, I would do it sometimes. But I would much rather, like, instead of actually having to fly from let's say L.A. to New York to do two consecutive days of shows, I'll do one and have somebody that looks just like me do the other one, <laughs> and I'll pay him half. I don't know.
0: That just Shit. gave me a thought about how. It used to be such a major controversy if someone was caught like lip syncing. Yeah. Or if someone was caught like I remember very specifically. Do you remember the controversy around the Miley Cyrus Hannah Montana concert? Yes. There I was thought like, you were gonna talk about the Ashley Simpson. That one. too on SNL. No, I'm yeah. going vaguer than that. There yeah. was like a part on her concert that makes perfect sense where she goes backstage to change from Hannah Montana to Miley Cyrus. Uh So for a second, there's a body double in a wig dancing as Hannah, but it's not really her. You were freaked out. It was this huge controversy, and now I look at that, and I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah, why the fuck wouldn't you do that? That's not a problem. Now we're so moved on to, like... We're more worried on which of these people are and are not sexual predators. Yeah, I don't give a shit if somebody <laughs> lip syncs. Because yeah. if
1: somebody's like dancing full out, it's hard to sing. And unless you're Beyonce, you're probably not going to do it successfully.
0: It so, depends on the context. Like I would kind of care if I went to a concert and could really but tell. But like an, an award lip-syncing. show performance, I don't care. An award show performance. Saturday Night Live feels more intimate. I yeah, don't know. I think you should can sing, sing on Saturday Night Live. I can tell by the quality of vocal when Mm -hmm. someone is actually singing or not. And I certainly have a lot of respect when you hear someone like, I don't know, like a Katy Perry or something, who isn't exactly the strongest singer, but But she she sings sings live. live. And I have a lot of respect for that. Absolutely. Now, Even the Super Bowl, I understand someone not singing live, because you're in a fucking football stadium, and the acoustics are dog shit. You've got one go at it, and it's got to be perfect, and everyone in the country is watching
1: it. And I would rather lip-sync than be Fergie, singing the national anthem at that basketball game.
0: That's for I, damn sure. I haven't seen that one. You're joking, Zach. Or if I have, I it hasn't settled in, like left that, a lasting I guess. impression. I'll send you it. Is she like did it? Was really it in one of the James job. Bond movies? I must have missed it. <laughs> um, I want to move on to and Patricia. This is when we first meet Patricia, getting ready for the opening. And yeah, my notes that I wrote for this were, "What is with Patricia? I think it's annoying, and I think what's the deal with Patricia? They only do it twice, and they do it too many times. That's fair." Uh, But Tahani's upset that Jianyu isn't invited to the opening. Tahani's still sad about Jianyu. It's one of the things I like following the most about Tahani because it's really sad, just like Chidi. It it makes me feel for that character a lot more that all she wants is someone to see her for her that she can connect with, and she's just with this person that that's not going to happen with for reasons different than what she knows at this point. But still, it's sad. Yeah, I think it's
1: really cute when... Eleanor hears the music and is like, oh, what's that noise? And goes to like see Jason and she's with her and he's being Jason and not Janyu. When Tahani comes in after they clean all the stuff up and and Jason's like, I'm cool. And she's like, oh, you guys are helping him talk so he can connect with me. That's so sweet. I'm so happy. That made me so sad because she's like so thrilled at the
0: prospect that she could actually get to just converse with him. Or even is so quick to turn any action into something positive without reading too much into it. Like she wants to be happy so she's willing to just... Put her uh, Yeah, you're right. It's sad, and I want Tahani to be happy. Yeah, me too. I like the line just before that. Eleanor's runner about masturbating. <laughs> that knowing others is wisdom, but knowing yourself is enlightenment. And ah. Eleanor goes to like, do you think they give the you knowing know? Do you they think they're going to one of these? And none of these philosophers is ever talking about masturbating. Which I feel like Socrates might have been. A couple of them definitely talked a lot about masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're going to be talking about later on Chidi's philosophy class. Chidi's corner. Yes, and then all the stuff you said, Tahani catches them. The I'm cool moment, it it does. It's really funny because mm-hmm. everyone's like holding their breath. How's this going to go? And then <laughs> they don't even have to make up an excuse because Tahani already did. Yeah. Tahani has a really funny line there when she's saying that where she's like, I could tell you two had a little whisper in your snicker box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also in that scene, she says something about, I'm just dropping off my afternoon gloves and picking up my, <laughs> my evening, evening ones?
1: gloves. That's so funny. I like when the evening
0: gloves come back later in the episode too. Absolutely. She's a funnier character than I remember giving her credit for. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Tahani goes back to Michael and says she wants Gianni to come to the restaurant opening because there's progress and she thinks that this could be a big moment for him. And Michael has a weird line about, well, I'll do anything I can to help him other than give him two mouths,
1: which unless unless it helps,
0: then maybe I will do that. No, 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 no. Too risky. (laughs) <laughs> another awful patricia joke i just think it's unfunny that's the th- reason literally patricia is the reason why this is probably my least favorite episode so far because hmm. all the you episodes got against patricia all killer, no filler and it's just been annoying to me in that both times because she's like oh i'm excited about the floor
1: plan but and zach more w- bef- you know i'll wait till spoiler
0: talk to talk about why you why you why i disagree well, I know the point. I've seen the show. I didn't think it was funny or entertaining. We'll, we'll readdress this <laughs> later, Zach. I I yeah, think I can turn for some those heavy tides. Patricia talk <laughs> in the spoilers.
1: Stay tuned for the after pod where we go
0: balls deep into Zach's feelings about Patricia. Cheaty is introduced to Jason's butthole. It's so funny how that scene <laughs> just starts with oh butthole eleanor spills the beans about jason and how he's not a buddhist monk he's a drug dealer from florida (laughs) and jason's plans in this scene are so funny manny jacinto's line delivery it doesn't ever sound like he's reading a script it sounds like the, the 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 stream of consciousness of this lovable doofus yeah so when he says stuff like we hack into Michael's phone, download all of his nudes and blackmail him. It's so funny. Cause he's like, that worked for me with anyone I needed to get rid of in Tallahassee, Florida. So uh, if I have his nudes, we can, we can blackmail. I or mean, him... if someone told me that,
1: that Jason was a hundred percent ad libbed, I'd believe it. I, it's too brilliant to, to be that, but it, it feels that way. It just and that's his
0: performance. He does I that's it why so I keep well.
1: using the words like genuine because it just feels like he's not playing a character, you know. Like I, I have seen the actor, you know, outside of that role, and he's he's normal and very handsome and put together. Mm-hmm.
0: But it just feels so easy for well, him to be Jason. One of the themes of this episode is that Jason can't help but be himself. Yeah. And he in this flashback that comes next, he's he's constantly put into positions where people are telling him to be something other than himself. Yeah. Whether it's literally put on this mask and pretend to be someone else or if it's Eleanor saying don't act like yourself, be somebody else, but he's so earnestly and honestly himself, he's got a light that he can't help but let shine. Yeah. And I
1: think years ago when I saw this episode for the first time, I didn't quite connect that as clearly as I did this time where, you know, he just wants to be Jason. But loved he... and accepted
0: for his silly, yeah. goofy, Molotov cocktail-throwing, <laughs> Bortles-yelling self. You're right. And a big part of it, to circle back to what you were saying, is it's Manny Jacinto's performance, his portrayal of mm-hmm. Jason, that you feel his his holding himself back and his inability and his dislike of it. It, it does feel genuine, and it's his yeah. performance that makes that all work. I love the EDM flashbacks that we get for him because I think <laughs> they give us all of that about his character, about yeah. how he's got this light that he wants to shine that might not be the shiniest light, but he <laughs> is constantly being told why he shouldn't instead of, being given collaborators that he can work with and that he can yeah. and grow his talent. Uh, I We meet Pillboy. We get Boy. to meet Pillboy. Yeah. I love Pillboy. A name we'll hear throughout the show whenever Jason says, well, me and Pillboy did this back in yeah. back in the day. And I love the way that he Pillboy talks in the scene when he's like, uh, uh, Jason's talking about, I'm sad, I feel like I'm being hit with boxing gloves of sadness. <laughs> and he says, poetic thoughts, B. <laughs> But because of the little conversation they have, Jason decides, you know what, I am going to be myself. And kind of like in The Good Place with Eleanor saying don't be yourself, when he does come out as himself, he's booed and made fun of and ridiculed for it. Yeah. And this present happening is just taking him back to those days of, of being kind of shat on, and it's sad. It's sad. Poor Jason. We get a big scene at the restaurant, and the restaurant stuff does come together here. Michael brings up an interesting thing, which is the idea that everyone in The Good Place at some point is going to realize their soul's true purpose. Mm -hmm. And for Patricia, it's this restaurant that she's put together. It kind of is a sad thought to think, well, then what happens after that? Yeah. You're here for forever.
1: If you're like, well, that was the thing. Well, and I think that this is an early look into something that the show handles beautifully a lot later on, which is, like, yeah. what do you do once you have paradise? Like, what then? Like, does it get boring? Does it keep saying exciting? You know, are they, are we going to have a you can only give us flight so many times before we Everything about
0: the human experience is that it's limited. Mm-hmm. And that it has a set ending, whether it's your life in death or just the things that you do in your life, things are yeah. limited, things end. What happens when you're in a place post that where this mind that's built around new beginnings, new endings, new beginnings, new endings is just in the place forever? What yeah. is forever?
1: I think, you know, it, it makes you think, I mean, if if there was no danger zach of 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 death or of being injured or hurt would roller coasters still be fun Hmm. because our bodies have a natural reaction to the wear off but if you know there's no danger there's no consequence even if i go flying off this thing you're so right does it still have that same thrill that same pit in your stomach when you get to the top of the hill you know
0: that's a good point it it would be exciting at first because you remember all those Rush of endorphins and mm-hmm. you remember the feeling, but you're right. You do it twenty times in one day. You're like, I'm never gonna do that again. Yeah. You do everything like that for a day, and then mm-hmm. you run out of stuff and you're like, What am what am forever? What do I Forever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Uh, the moment where they all find that their favorite meal is what they're having for dinner is really mm-hmm. sweet. I liked that one guy's plate was just full of M&M's. Did you notice Yeah, that, that? was hilarious. There's a plate full of M&M's. Chidi's is really nice. And then, of course, Eleanor and Jason being the ones that are constantly reminded that they're not the person they're supposed to be Uh, get something annoying where Jason gets his big white sponge. And the way that he just without thinking is like, oh, hold up, I'm going to ask for some jalapeno poppers. Janet is really, really, really funny. (laughs) Do you have a favorite meal, Zach? I like to try new things. So it's hard for me to be, I wouldn't be content with just one favorite thing because I like so many things. Mm -hmm. But a great steak is hard to beat. I mean, like if you think back in your life, like, what was the best meal you've ever had?
1: I I don't have an easy answer for a question Mm. like that. That's Why fair. do you? Uh, I can think of of two that stood out. One of which, my number two slot was probably when we went to the restaurant, restaurant at Disney. Disney yeah, mm-hmm. that was really, Difference. really yummy. I really liked what I got. Did we get the same thing? No, I think we got different stuff. Different but stuff, we, yeah. I, really I loved it totally too. Uh, yeah. You know, very it's very a yummy. little
0: bit corny maybe. But yeah, a couple of my mm-hmm. finer dining experiences have been at the finer dining yeah. experiences at Disney. Uh, My number one, though, is uh, Danny and I went to the steakhouse in
1: this, like, random-ass place in Michigan that we stayed at the bed and breakfast one time, and, like, apparently the steakhouse, like, has won, like, national awards, like, for several years running, Wow. And it was incredible, like I wanted to cry at the food. It was <laughs> like my steak was giant, and it like you cut into it, it was like butter, mm. and they had these like potatoes that were good, and I had a very strong drink it was it was a lovely time. See
0: that's what I'm saying. like I can't nail down a favorite, but a a steak dinner is the most reliable meal for me, mm-hmm. and a great steak can be life changing, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But Eleanor gets a plate full of nothing because her favorite meal <laughs> was a, uh, a Bolivian hunger strike. It's so funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what's going on here is everything's ramping towards everybody share their favorite meals, their favorite moments. The spotlight's going to be on Jason soon. So Eleanor and Chidi are on high alert. And uh, uh, uh Eleanor's going to have to make a distraction. She's going to have to against her better judgment, make a bad decision to distract people to keep Jason from talking. Uh, and it's funny because when it's Jason's t- turn to speak, he like takes a deep breath, everyone looks at him, and he's like, let me tell you about stupid Nick. And then just <laughs> in that moment, Eleanor smashes the cake that is the life work of Patricia, the worst character uh, of human storytelling. And, and much like every destructive act Eleanor has made when she smashes the cake... A smashed hole comes through the center of the restaurant. Mm -hmm. Certainly the distraction that she was looking for. But a huge sinkhole that's just sucking things up like Glenn, who (laughs) even though his soup will be kept in the fridge to not go bad, he's (laughs) stuck in the sinkhole. That was the funny part. He's like, I know that's not your biggest concern. He's like, actually, that was pretty up there. It's good soup. Good soup. Good soup soup is good. Good soup. I know. I know. I know that Adam Mm. Driver good soup. Good soup. Hey, Zach, you remember when we were talking
1: about Adam Driver before? Sure. Yeah. Mm, good soup. He said that in a movie.
0: It's at, No, it's not from a movie. Hey, he said that in a... What was it on? An episode of Girls. Damn.
1: Never mm. watching that. Sorry. Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> they keep remaking it. or No, they keep remaking the L word in different varieties. Not watching that either.
0: So after the sinkhole thing, there's just a lot more of Eleanor telling Jason you shouldn't be who you are. What you are is bad. And it makes me feel really bad for him because he is just a sweet, tender-natured boy. And yeah. even though he needs someone to tell him, like, don't throw Molotov cocktails at cat's <laughs> boat, but he also needs to be told to someone, like, hey, if these are your goals, if these are the talents you want to foster, this is what you should do for the next step. Mm-hmm. Um so it's sad that Eleanor hates on him. It's sad that he was hated on in life and that he never got to fully realize his Jason Mendoza light. It's a beautiful moment when he's like, I'm Jason Mendoza. I have a beautiful soul and a talent to share with the world. Yeah, that's he made me want to cry. I, I didn't quite tear up, but I almost did. But it's so perfectly undercut immediately with light this bottle for me. <laughs> yes, Bortles. We get the first Bortles, Bortles of the show. Somehow one of the most iconic lines from this entire show yeah. is yelling Bortles. <laughs> Absolutely, as it should be. Tahani is really down about what happened at the restaurant and tries to quit event planning, which has pretty much been her constant uh, outside of all of her struggles at home since mm-hmm. coming to The Good Place. And Michael will talk... I guess, I, we probably won't talk about the spoilers, but he, he's really encouraging to Tahani to not give up and is very much yeah. like, this is my fault. I'm going to take this one on the chin. And Tahani is recommitted to to fixing the neighborhood and to being an event planner.
1: Which is nice of of Michael because Tahani, you know, she she received five Gwyneths for that Mm -hmm. 2006, you know, gala in Barcelona. Mm -hmm. This is what gives her worth, gives her feel liked, you know. She can't connect with the person that she's closest to. And not only does he reaffirm her and say, you know, sometimes soulmates take months to click. It's only been a, a few days, maybe a week or two, you know. So, so it's okay, you know, and, and this is something you're good at. This is their chance to connect with people. Tani would be absolutely, entirely miserable if she was right. just had nothing to do except walk around and try and talk to Jason.
0: The thing that I think this scene and this whole plot line is kind of slight because Tahani is the same in the beginning and the same in the end. Mm-hmm. She tries that's to quit fair. for a second and then is recommitted and she still doesn't know what's going on with Jason. So she's right back to where she was at the beginning of the episode. And we spend a decent amount of time with her in this mm-hmm. episode. Um it, I'll, I'll, I will I will concede to that point. I agree wholeheartedly with that's that. That's what makes it, it feel kind of wasted overall. Even if sure. sure there's funny Michael lines. If you think Patricia is funny, that's a funny bit. But she's opening a restaurant, that feels like a regular sitcom plot line, and we don't learn anything new about her. You know I what, think- Zach? Points to you. I'll take that one. That 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 gives your argument a yeah. lot of weight. I think what maybe would have made this work better if the very end of the episode the reveal that the Sinkhole is expanding had somehow also involved Tahani. Tahani. Well, it did. She's the one who walks up at the end and is towering over the Sinkhole, but if it had somehow mirrored with like Tahani seeing Jason do something that makes it clear that he's Jason. Exactly. I I agree. Tahani's just kind of a bystander in this episode. Mm -hmm. It's funny. Eleanor and Chidi are in the bud hole, and uh, they think that Jason is doomed, but Chidi wants to take him on as a student, and really nobly is like, I've kind of found this calling of helping people here. I might as well help you too. Yeah. And Jason thinks about it for all of three seconds. is like, nope. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get into heaven to go to school. You didn't get into heaven at all, shirt for brains. I just want to be myself.
1: That's a very,
0: very bad idea. Do not be yourself. <laughs> uh, some funny Eleanor lines in this one. Even though it's mean, her saying stuff to Jason like, do not be yourself. You need to be a better version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And also when she's talking about, uh, come. Well, what's nice is because Eleanor can level with Jason on a, in a way that she can't. Eleanor can be like, I can tell you you suck and need to get better because I suck and I need to get better. So let's do this together. Whereas Chidi is just like, let me help you. Let me tell you the right thing to do. And you're like, nah. So I'll say Eleanor almost landed in my bad place slot this week for her
1: bad behavior and her, you know, a little bit harshness to – to jason but i think this is kind of where she started to win me back because even though she says some things that aren't nice she's being honest and she's like listen like chidi's giving you a lifeline here like i'm not taking it as seriously as i should but like he's trying to help me and he's trying to help you too so don't look
0: this in the mouth and it kind of mirrors back to wow this guy is totally throwing away what could help him be in heaven forever oh wait so am i kind of sometimes Mm-hmm. It's is a good, like, she can see herself through Jason's uh, uh, defense armor against doing any type of changing.
1: Well, and it really ties into what Chidi said at the beginning of the episode. Her getting to know Jason and his faults is helping yeah. point out to her her own. You know, knowing others helps you know thyself.
0: I also like Eleanor is complimenting Chidi but can't help but call him a nerd while complimenting him. Yeah, that's And is like kind, helpless nerd, and then Chidi's like, "Could you say that without calling me a nerd?" She says, "I said a lot of nice things about you, toughen up, nerd." (laughs) It was was cute. They have a cute back and forth. One of my favorite parts of the show so far is how quickly they build that. They don't do much together in this episode, but they've built. No, they have that lived-in rapport. Yeah, it's great, and it's only episode four. Yeah. We're to about the end of the episode. Eleanor shows up to Chidi's next class more prepared than usual, probably Mm -hmm. because of what she's learned through Jason. She read the book twice that she was supposed to read because she didn't get it the first time, which was really nice to show her put in the work. Then after they talk about, well, is Jason going to show up? Uh, He does. He shows up and he's like, I'm ready to learn about ethnics. That is such a funny line. It's really funny.
1: When he says ethics, he's like, I'm pretty sure it's ethnics. One of those lines
0: that... A different character, a different uh, a demeanor, that line would yeah. not be funny. Not at all. It's not really that funny of a line. It's because you don't – you believe instantly. Jason just thinks that's what it's yeah. called. Yeah. And doesn't that's know the what he's, he's saying. That's the word he's heard before. Doesn't know like, the joke he's making. Well, and I'm sure he thought that's what they were saying the whole time. Yes. <laughs> and that's why that joke works because you mm-hmm. believe him. Yeah. Then he goes on to ask all of these questions about their school. And is like, uh, when <laughs> are football we? tryouts? Is there a prom? Is there a prom? <laughs> and Eleanor gets to have her moment where now she's the smartest person in class for the Which first is cute. time in her life. It is cute. Um, the end of the episode, I think the cliffhanger here is a little bit kind of, oh, okay. Because it's just Tahani seeing that the sinkhole is getting bigger. But I don't think we know enough yet to know why that's so why? bad. Yeah, well, and I think that it could have been a little bit more grand than just a couple floorboards
1: falling away, if you're gonna have Tahani there.
0: From a filmmaking I th- perspective, I thought that shot was cool—the way that they softened the line between mm-hmm. CGI and floorboard falling underneath yeah. Tahani. I thought that was a cool shot. Yeah,
1: I, I think that if I either it would have had it had a bigger effect one of two ways: mm-hmm. one where you just have the floorboards start falling away mm-hmm. without Tahani there. Or two, if Tahani is there and it starts the same way, but it's a little bit bigger of a, okay, like the the building shakes a little bit more. Something to show that this is like bad, not just, okay, the hole that's there is an inch bigger now. You know, I don't think that it's super clear that it's continuously expanding from that point, Uh, even though we know that because we've seen it. But I don't know that that would have been as readable
0: to everybody. Or even show us Tahani like falling into it. Uh-huh. Or, like, hanging on to it, like, barely by a thread. Give us, like, a, oh, what's going to happen? Yeah. if What happens when there's a hole in the afterlife and you fall through and it? And you fall through it, yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see what they do with this next week, because I don't totally remember, other than the idea of the sinkhole should be getting smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that next week. Yeah. But as far as this episode, it feels like a, a lot of setup and not a lot of follow-through. That's While fair. also doing really good stuff with... Jason and with Eleanor too. Mm-hmm. Before we wrap things up, I have a very very brief step into Chidi's philosophy,
1: <laughs>
0: but a shorty, a brief mm-hmm. one. Yeah, just the idea that the way you said it was a little bit different than the actual idea that comes. You think I don't know here. my Mao, my John Hin? Knowing others is wisdom, but knowing yourself is enlightenment. Ah, is the. I'm line. pretty sure on somewhere on that board it also says, "Knowing others is knowing yourself." You're right. The lo- it says on the chalkboard like, "Others equals self," like mm-hmm. simplified, but the simplified, Simplized. symbolized, symbolized. <laughs> Maybe we should step into Chidi's
1: grammar class <laughs> with Jason, so we can learn about the difference between ethic and ethnic.
0: No, the line is that knowing others is wisdom, which I agree with, mm-hmm. but knowing yourself is enlightenment, which that comes with enlightenment. But I feel like truly being able to remove yourself from yourself and see others from the perspective that they are also in their self, right? Mm-hmm. Being able to see each other on a more human level, I think that's enlightenment. Anyone can know themselves and well, you but, get too Zach, much into you have knowing yourself and it can close you it, off. From enlightenment. What you're
1: talking about is the removal of the ego mm-hmm. and only seeing externally objectively. Right. But if you truly know yourself, I think you can remove yourself from the equation because you know what that equation is now. That's You fair. know what your own self is tainting your view of the world. So, if you really truly know and can, without ego, look at yourself objectively and say, These are the things that I'm doing that are helpful. These are I'm things feeling I'm this not. ego
0: feeling because of this part of myself. And exactly. I know what that is and why it is. So I can move this stuff around a little bit. And if I'll somebody
1: fix. ever wants the best representation of ego, superego, and id mm-hmm. I've ever seen, kaguya sama Love is War does it incredibly clearly hilariously and well. And I'd love to, to bring that in at some point, Zach, and show you the, that clip because it, it does apply to this show
0: very well. We could do that on a pre-show or something. That's yeah, cool. Be fun. And I think you just made a good point, a counter to my point. Mm-hmm. So that was a worthwhile brief step into Chidi's philosophy All we've got to do to wrap up the episode is talk about our good place and bad place deliberations yeah um i am kind of on the seat of my pants uh mm-hmm. for this one so let's start with bad place and i yeah. think i am gonna go with eleanor uh-huh. um just because the cake thing is bad punching the cake oh uh, i thought you didn't uh, give a shit about patricia but now you care about her cake she spent a week on but also
1: how good is patricia if she's spending a week on a cake yeah cake was not what, uh, did you bake it at 50 degrees <laughs> <laughs> she cooked it with her breath <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think Eleanor, destroying the cake is bad, and uh, uh, telling Jason... It should be like, Jason, I want to help you, and I want to see you. Mm -hmm. Not Jason, you can't be Jason if you're going to be helped. That does a lot of negative work. That's her in the bad place for me. What about you?
1: Uh, My bad place, I, I was leaning heavily towards Eleanor for most of the episode, but I think that last part where she does read the material and Mm -hmm. and she's you know kind of recognizing her own shortcomings and how unfair it is to chidi that she's not taking it seriously i think that got her out of it Mm -hmm. i'm gonna give it to jason i think for the second week in a row as much as he's my favorite part of the episode i think that his behavior is not good he still is is not being good to tahani he's hiding the secret from her and i think that it you know she's suffering by herself and feeling so lonely in this giant mansion when Jason's chilling and playing video games yeah. and, you know, eating jalapeno poppers.
0: What I'm going to do for The Good Place then, mm-hmm. I want to give an honorable mention to Jason. Uh-huh. Okay. Just for the fact that I want to see his light blossom and sure. be encouraged. And I think he's. we see what, the way he's been put down, and I want him to see the other end of that. Yeah, while yours also I being valid disagree. enough yeah. to not give him the
1: actual. I, spot. Jason was going to get one of the two for me in the good in the bad place. And just it could be either. One.
0: Yeah, uh, so I think for the good place, just off on a whim, I'm going to give it to Glenn nice Um, he's really nice mild-mannered Ten thousand lives with that chicken soup yeah but he didn't really do it in a way that feels like put upon like eleanor does or like eleanor's not eating because her favorite meal was a hunger strike yeah it's like he had this genuine great moment and he remembers the food from it now he gets to share and relive that food with everyone Mm -hmm. and his demeanor when he falls into the sinkhole (laughs) is good it's really cute I don't know. I didn't have a strong feeling for good yeah. place. That was for me. Uh, what my about good you?
1: place this week was actually Tahani. Sure. I think that her effort and her excitement, I think Tahani's still doing really well. I mean, Chidi also could have been in there, but he just wasn't in the episode enough for me to absolutely give it to him. Uh, but I'm going to give it to Tahani this week so I think that she is trying to do well. I think that she helped make such a nice opening. She, it was her idea to invite john Yoo to the opening because she's like you know he's starting to open up i think it'd be good for him to be around people yeah and i think that her genuine you know desire for affection and interaction and her willingness to keep trying even though it's been frustrating got her the good place this week for me well said guys honorable mention to patricia for putting her hard work in making everyone's
0: favorite meal from their life zach I'm not going to acknowledge what you just said. Everyone, (laughs) if you want to send us in who you think based on these episodes, who should go to the good place and to the bad place, timenifepod at gmail.com is the way to do that. And if you send in for future episodes, we'll feature it when we record that episode. Follow us on Twitter, timenifepod, to see when we need those from you. Briefly, even though we talked about, let's talk about spoilers throughout this episode. Yeah. Generally, okay, spoiler warning, everyone. We're going to spoil, 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 spoil. Generally... (laughs) It's that this episode is so stuffed with hints to this being the bad place. Oh, yeah. More than any of the episodes to the so far. Everyone's getting tortured. Um, the reason Michael encourages Tahani in the end is to keep her on that thread of being let down by Jason and mm-hmm. uh, uh Jason is being tortured so specifically and directly by Michael when he says, you want to be a silent monk, right? You're going to do this, right? It's yeah. so obviously Michael manipulating Jason in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, The sinkhole, it's just bad place all over. Um,
1: With the note, Zach, Michael gives Eleanor the first note, doesn't he? Do
0: we learn that? Did they say that? I think that? so.
1: Not in this episode, but I think we find that out later on when we like find out it's
0: the bad place. And it's we been have long like the flashbacks. Enough. That makes sense to me. I remember that. I but think But so. it was just, the second okay, well, was then, good them. on the show because this episode made me think, well, then, what about the note? They also yeah. thought, what about the note? And they answered mm-hmm. it. So good for them. What else? Was there anything? The Patricia thing. Obviously, you think the Patricia thing works as a torture device. Well, I think that it, it... –
1: That's Michael being tortured because she's taking this character and going way too far with it. Just like Michael's annoyed at Glenn answering his thing. That's why I think it's funny. Now I don't. I didn't
0: look at it from that perspective at all. Because I, I've been
1: paying special attention to all the other residents. And thinking of them in the light of, okay, these are demons who are, like, fucking around and trying to, like, be the stars of this show. That's really Like, when funny. Glenn's like, I'll
0: go first, and Michael's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, why
1: are you doing this?
0: <laughs> I had thought about <laughs> them as extensions of torture, but not mm-hmm. like that. Because there is the – who we later – we haven't gotten to her yet, but the real Eleanor yeah. ends up being – Which I kind of thought she came in in this episode for a bit, but I think there's a couple It's got to be coming up. It's pretty soon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I – uh, that's a good way to look at it. I'm definitely going to be watching it from that perspective now to yeah. see who's it's hamming it up. That is fun. I'm glad you said that. Because like, yeah, that's all I could think of with
1: the dog lady too, was mm-hmm. she's like, oh my God, my dog. Where is it? You kicked like that whole thing.
0: He doesn't love me. My
1: <laughs> it's not about you. Yeah. <laughs> and I just love how pissed Michael is at everyone who's not
0: Janet at all moments. It's really great. I even There's a really funny... This is not really a spoiler. We're generating out of the spoiler talk, unless Mm -hmm. you want to say something else. No, go for it. I thought it was a relief. Well, I guess this is kind of still a Michael spoiler, but Mm -hmm. when uh, Tahani at the end of the episode is like, and now I'm back to the Tahani that everybody knows and loves. Michael smiles, but it's kind of a sigh of a smile. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yep. You got it. (laughs) Okay, everyone, that's the podcast for this week. I think we got into a lot of what makes... The episode Jason Mendoza and especially the character Jason Mendoza and the portrayal by Manny Jacinto so special and how this episode does a great job of introducing to him and immediately, like the Gianni twist could have not worked very well. Yeah, sure. But it works really It works well. great. And there was a lot to uh, pat both Manny Jacinto on the back and Joe Mandy who wrote this episode on the back and mm-hmm. Mike Schur who orchestrated all this. I just recently put together the thought that Michael Schur his God Architect character that that plots everything being named Michael uh is probably a little bit of a, a point at him being the architect of the show he's Absolutely. the one literally writing it which I thought was really a cool mm-hmm. thought that I had go me good for you Zach only Thanks.
1: about 7 years too late <laughs> but it's okay you got there
0: eventually buddy Everyone, thanks for joining us. If you like the show so far, share the YouTube video. Share the uh, link to the audio with your friends that like The Good Place. Give us a review. That helps people see our show a lot. Why are you smiling? Because I'm happy to fucking be here, Zach. (laughs) I just didn't buy it. I thought you were up to something. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... (laughs) Why the hell are you happy? Get out of here. Share the show. Give us a review because reviews really, or ratings and reviews really help other people find the show in the algorithm. Uh, I'm really happy with how this has been going so far. So I'm really excited to come back at it next week. If you want to support us, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast will help this show go further along with giving you, I think, more than the money's worth of bonus content. Oh, yeah. There. There's a whole podcast there. Two. Stephen, where else can the people find us? Because we don't care if you don't give us money. We would love more support, but it brightens my britches. Well, just like I you're said, listening.
1: every dollar we get helps free a child from, I helps uh, release a child of their duties here at the you can't dissipod sweatshop. Yeah, we network. did say that, didn't we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if, if you if you're a little strapped for cash, you've already freed enough kids this month. Uh, Come check us out on Twitter over at Time Knife Pod. We're also on Instagram with the same name. See little clips from upcoming episodes, little blurbs, little cute pics. That's the place to go. Uh, And then like Zach said, go over on YouTube Search the name of the show, and you'll find us. We're there in person, flesh and bone. See Look what this. see what fun posters Zach's got behind his head. See what what zany anime characters are gonna pop up in my
0: background.
1: You never see, really can't the can YouTube spell.
0: video is kind of taking off in the early weeks of this podcast. A I've been bit.
1: saying this was a video podcast for years, Zach. So and finally, you're you're
0: acknowledging it. Why don't you give the video viewers something silently that the listeners will only ever know if they go to the YouTube. Ooh, yeah. I like that. That's provocative, Zach.
1: (laughs) Guys, the only way to figure out what that
0: was is go to YouTube, (laughs) look up into the Time Knife to see our beautiful faces. And I think that's where we leave the show this week. Do you have any final words?
1: Zach, I I think I just want to... Wish you the kindest greeting that I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a regional thing, um, but where where this term originated from, it, it's it's a sign of endearment, affection, love, hopefulness. I wish you a very lovely.
0: Bortles, <laughs> <laughs> accepted a Bortles right back at you. Oh. Get us out of here.
1: All right, guys, from inside the time knife black lives matter stop asian hate just uh be a good person i'm steven
0: no i say my name first i'm zach i'm steven and we'll see you next time we love you uh loo. literally my mom is calling me right now my so mom I, called I, me and i denied declined gotta get call. off here all right gotta call going through a tunnel bye everybody. call me beat me if you want to reach me talk at you later goodbye <laughs> world bye guys <laughs> oh i want something just like